Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Hurricanes lost last night. It kind of reminded me of the game against Tampa. Carolina wasn't great, but it kind of looked the way it's supposed to look, except for the one breakdown. Luke DeCock of the News and Observer. I mean, unless he's a Bally's uh, app person, uh, he might have watched that game last night. Are you a Bally's app person, Luke? I am a direct TV person. So ah. I was actually I was, at the, I was at the Duke game. Oh, okay. But I was able to watch it on my laptop using direct TV. So I was at now you're lucky the, stiff. I was, <laughs> I was at the Duke game, so I did not see all of it. Um, no, it's fine. It's in total. It's uh, it's it's quite it's quite all right. Let me get to uh, the Blue Devils and Wake Forest last night. Uh, when because I was watching it here as I was watching the Hurricanes. And it felt to me like Wake was running up and down the field on Duke. Uh, they had 400 yards of total offense. And I kept looking up, and Wake's kind of either leading by a touchdown or not leading at all. I kind of feel like Wake probably got the absolute least out of their effort last night. Yeah. Um, no. I mean, even before the final drive, when Wake absolutely threw the game away, <laughs> it was crazy because it felt like Wake was dominating the game. And Duke couldn't do much at all. And yet it was 14 14. Um, it was close. I mean, a lot of that has to do with the two missed field goals. I mean, Duke sure. turned the ball over inside its own 20, and Wake misses a field goal. Um, you know, Wake scores 14 points there. It's 28 14, and we're not having this conversation. Certainly, we're not talking about the final drive when the ball fell out of Mitch Griffiths' hand and he threw an EFIS pitch <laughs> right to Ryan Smith. And then the two penalties on the same dude yeah. on the same drive, one on third and 14, the other a pass interference penalty that moved Duke into field goal range for the eventual walk-off field goal. So, I, I, you know, as I wrote, and it'll be, I guess it'll be in tomorrow's paper, it's online now, you know, it's, from Wake's perspective, they gave it away. From Duke's perspective, they took it. Um, kind of depends on who you ask. I think they're both right. Yeah, I think Duke showed tremendous fortitude with a third-string quarterback who didn't really throw the ball that well in the first half, uh, better in the second half, uh, with its best receiver having an absolute, almost fatal case of the drops. I mean, <laughs> Jalen Calhoun couldn't catch anything. Um, Wide-open passes bouncing yeah. off his chest. I mean, that's just not something Duke's used to dealing with. And yet they were right in that game at the end, so when Wake did trip over its own shoelaces, Duke was there to pick things up and, and take advantage. Uh, definitely one that Wake will wonder how it got away. Mitch Griffiths threw three interceptions all night, and one of them was a absolute knuckler straight to a Duke player where the ball just came out of his hand. Um, it was a bizarre game, but uh, a huge win for Duke, bowl eligible, second year in a row under Mike Elko, and Wake just you know can't get out of its own way. Yeah, no, the, a nine-win season for the Blue Devils is still out there, uh, I and I absolutely don't want to ignore the possibility that it happens they do. I thought they looked a little tired defensively from what I was able to see last night. Um, and they get a couple of extra days, although Carolina is just scrimmaging Campbell this weekend. Um, can North Carolina still have a great season? <laughs> uh, no. 
No. I mean, the, the chance for a great season is gone. They could still make it to the ACC championship game. Right. Um, but they're never going to live down being undefeated and losing to the worst Virginia team in a generation <laughs> and Georgia Tech, which is, you know, uh, uh, has been the Tar Heels uh, Achilles heel for, for a number of years now. I mean, everybody thought that, you know, that they were if they were going to screw this up, it was going to be at Georgia Tech. They actually moved it up a week and then screwed it up at Georgia Tech anyway. So, uh, no, the, everything was out there for the Tar Heels. They had a chance to beat Florida State in the ACC championship game and play for a national title. I mean, that was well within reach. Uh, you know, they have a legitimate or had a legitimate Heisman candidate. They had Tez Walker in and having an impact, changing the way teams defended right. the Tar Heels, and they went and screwed it all up. So, no, the, the special season's out the window. They're in salvage mode now. Um, whatever they do, even if they win out, they're never going to live down those two losses. Yeah, certainly the first one. I, th- I think the Georgia Tech one is easier to stomach because I've seen Georgia Tech – and I've seen Georgia Tech create problems for teams. And maybe the problems were created by themselves. Maybe Miami created their own problem. Yeah, against I don't think Georgia, Georgia Tech right? beat Miami. You want to talk about giving one away. <laughs> well, yes, they, they literally, uh, Miami figuratively took a knee and lost uh, and lost that game. But, you know, Georgia Tech made it, I guess they put themselves in position for Miami to screw it up. Um, but yeah, I, I, I tend to agree. Although I think if North Carolina were to win out, I mean, I'll give, I'll give Drake may a puncher's chance, uh, in the ACC championship game, a team as good as North Carolina with playing for the stakes that North Carolina was Mm -hmm. playing for can't lose those two games. It just can't happen. It's just, it's, it's, it just can't. And beyond, and after that, you're just, you're just rearranging deck chairs. Maybe it's, maybe you can make a sandwich out of this. But it's never going to be a meal. I I felt I feel like I was responsible for it because going into the Virginia game, I was like, man, there's no reason why we shouldn't be uh, walking up to Carolina Duke with the Tar Heels nine and zero and in the top, oh who knows, six yeah. of the college football playoff conversation. And as soon as I said that out loud, apparently it was never going to happen. So hey, man, I put that in the paper. After the Miami game, so I mean, to whatever blame there is to go around, there's plenty. Of Unbelievable! It to share. All right, let me ask you this question: You you are a man who uh, who follows uh, not just our league but other leagues. What do you make of? Because I've been talking about this for a week. I and even last week, I think it's way worse than anything that other schools have done. What do you do with Michigan if you are Tony Petiti? And you are the commissioner of the Big Ten. The NCAA isn't going to do a thing. I don't even. I'm not even mad at Boo Corrigan, the now the chairman of the college football playoff selection committee, for saying it's an NCAA issue and not a college football playoff issue, because he's right. So what does the Big Ten do? What does Michigan do? Hey, it's Adam Golden. I'm in studio with my friend, Coach Pete DeRuder with the Capital Financial Advisory Group. Is it ever too soon to seek out you and your expertise? Really, there's no too soon. It's time to get serious. So if you're 50 or over, we call it the financial red zone. And that's when really it's time for you to take control of your money and and make sure you have a firm on your side that's a fiduciary planning firm, which means they take your side at all times. Now, we'll do this for the next 10 of you who call. This is a $1,000 value, but I'm going to waive my planning fee to make sure you get your total retirement plan and you get on the right path for retirement. Call 888-843-0013, or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. 
It's it's really interesting because uh, Dan Wolken has a great column on the mm-hmm. CUSA today. Today, you're setting whatever you do now by acting before this has been investigated and adjudicated. You are setting such a dangerous precedent um, that at the same time you've got an ongoing situation which is clearly not a accidental violation of the rules, but deliberate systematic cheating. I you know I think to me. If this is a civil case, a preponderance of the evidence indicates that Michigan uh, has been playing squirrely with this for a while. Yeah. If it's a criminal case, I don't know that you can say at this point beyond a reasonable doubt uh, with that degree of security. And, and, you know, we've gotten the ACC used to discipline its own teams all the time. If you go back to the Gene Corrigan era, mm-hmm. um, you know, the ACC was was in the business of, of disciplining its teams. And then it kind of everybody kind of outsource that to the NCAA because university presidents didn't want to be in the business of judging each other, which is mm-hmm. the kind of wishy-washy thing that university presidents <laughs> like to do. Um, the Big Ten doesn't have that option here. It has a competitive issue. It has a malignant member that is clearly not abiding by the rules of the conference. But I don't know that what you can do without setting such a dangerous precedent that it becomes more damaging than actually addressing the situation. Well, I, here's, um, I, I think you're right to an extent because it's not a, this is not a criminal matter, right? It doesn't even matter if Jim Harbaugh didn't know. Of course, the chances that Jim Harbaugh didn't know what was going on uh, are the chances of me uh, dunking a basketball uh, today. Uh, it, that ain't going to happen. Harbaugh Don't knew. Don't yourself short. No, well, on an eight-foot rim, I might. Um, but Harbaugh knew. And we all know, I mean, this has been going on for a while. This guy who made, what, $60,000 as a low-level uh, analyst. I mean, he's not not only flying all around the country to go to college football games, paying for other people to fly all around to go to college football games and take cell phone videos. Uh, by the way, Central Michigan might be complicit in this as well. Um, former uh, former Michigan assistant Jim McElwain, uh, the head coach now of the Chippewas. So I think the if the Big Ten had any level of integrity, I don't think they do. I think they simply say Michigan's ineligible for the postseason. They can still send a team to the college football playoff. I mean, they can still do that. You just say, Michigan, you're out. You can't, you, you can't play in the Big Ten title game. And it doesn't make a difference what you do against Ohio State. Somebody else is going to the Big Ten title game. I think mi- millions of dollars. It's a Lollapalooza lawsuit. You're. I just. I look. I'm. I'm I don't disagree with you. I, I think that there's a almost a uh, that the Big Ten has to do something. What's the here's, so What's the lawsuit? The lawsuit is if Michigan didn't do anything wrong. No, the lawsuit is, does the Big Ten have the right to do this? Does the punishment fit the crime? You get an injunction. You say, there's, you know, it's a, it's a, whatever the, whatever you say this is, it is a multi-million dollar penalty by forfeit, forfeiting participation in those games. Um, you have, absolutely, you have a grounds for a lawsuit. I mean, you might not win it, but you can drag this out. And oh, yeah. you can, you know, lawyer up. I, I just. You could sue whatever you and want. And then, if you're the Big Ten, you know, what's your mandate if you're being sued by one of your, I, it, Look, there is a Pandora's box here. That there is no easy solution. Um, Michigan will defend itself vigorously because they'd be stupid not to. Look at UNC. You can win these things sometimes. 
Yeah, but with the the UNC thing, and w- whichever one we're, uh, whichever UNC thing we're talking about, if we're going back to 2010 and the academics, um, I mean the the other members of the league are there's there's no crime committed on them. In this case, we are talking about the integrity of the game. We are le- legitimately I, I, I talking dis- about that. Yeah, I I I don't disagree. My question is when you look at the way these conferences are set up. Um, how they're administered, how they're governed. There is not a way to do this that is by the book. You are going to be making this up as you go along. Um, and that that's a dangerous place to be when you're talking about tens of millions of dollars. Oh, I know. Look, you cite the Dan Wolken piece, which I read today, and it is great. And he's right. There are no good options for Tony Petiti. He There are zero good options. He's going to make somebody mad. Um, but there's a right thing to do if they choose to do it. Actually, you know, the real right thing to do is Michigan to call it on himself well, on themselves. That's, that's the that's real what thing I was to do. Going to say. Yeah. Yes. The real right thing to do is say, you know, like in all the president's men, hey, we screwed up. We're sorry. Um, and take some sort of action that will mollify their conference brethren. And uh, um, let, let, remember let, the, okay. the Big Ten is not exactly the cleanest league in the world. I mean, you're talking about Larry Nasser and the stuff at Ohio State, <laughs> yeah. and the the others, the you know the sexual abuse stuff at Michigan. I mean, this is a conference that has been riven by scandals over the last five to ten years. I mean, this is kind of a drop in the bucket. And now, you know, obviously it's sure. a competitive issue, so you want to deal with that. But um, nobody's got clean hands in this league. No, on a, on a on a human level, it pales in comparison to Penn State, to Michigan State, to Ohio State, right? pales in comparison to that on a human level um but it is it it literally it we have victims in this case and those are all of the opponents that michigan played and got an unfair advantage against but of course it won't happen because nobody has the guts to do it. Michigan doesn't have the guts. And the worst part about it as we say goodbye to Luke Tacock of the News and Observer is the fact that uh, Jim Harbaugh will never have to deal with the consequences of this. He'll be coaching in the NFL next year, just like Pete Carroll left USC to go to Seattle. He'll never have to deal with it. So whatever happens in his wake, Michigan will deal with it, not Harbaugh. Hey, we thought Kansas was going to have to deal with the wake of Bill Self, and that never happened. So well, didn't they vacate the um, t- title? Uh, does, who cares about I know. <laughs> I mean, like, I know. It, is are they are they the number? Are they one of the top four teams in the country still? Yeah, yeah. I mean, was are there any real repercussions from anything that yeah. happened? Was the whole thing stupid in the first place? Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot to unpack there. But my my point being, everyone thought that there was going to be some sort of comeuppance here for Kansas and Bill Self, and there no. never was. And I think the same thing could be true of Michigan because when you get down to it, and here's here's you know you want to talk about future lawsuits. What competitive advantage did Michigan actually get? How do you define it? How do you determine it? That's really hard to do unless you can show specific plays where Michigan knew what was happening um, and and acted on that information. I mean, you know, the, the legal standard on that's pretty high. We all know it was hinky, but to actually prove that something else entirely. So I don't know. I just I don't I, I, I don't know what you can do as a league that doesn't open yourself up to more and worse consequences down the road. You know, even if we all believe that Michigan's guilty as sin. Oh, they they absolutely are. Allegedly. Luke DeCock, not allegedly. He's here. 
Uh, I appreciate allegedly. Allegedly, I appreciate your time, man. All right, I'll see you. Probably Tuesday. I'll see Luke Tuesday at the hockey game. Are you unhappy with your CPAP provider? Did you know you can easily switch providers right now? I'm Megan Giggling, General Manager of Parkway Sleep Health Centers. We are North Carolina's number one source for CPAP machines and supplies. Contact us today. We ship anywhere in North Carolina. If you're in need of a CPAP machine, supplies, a knowledgeable doctor, or a sleep study, Parkway has you covered. For information or to schedule an appointment, visit parkwaysleep.com. Sound sleep, sound health. 